Well, hello, and welcome back to another scary edition of Ghost Stories Told from the South. I am your host, Stephen LeBooth, and we got some great, great, skilly, skilly stuff for you today, boys and girls. So sit back, relax, get a blanket, get you some coffee. Snuggle up by the fire, turn the lights off, and don't be too scared. (laughs) Hey, hey, everybody, it's me, your best storyteller in the world. It's Stephen LaBooth, man. We're here for uh, Ghost Stories Told from the South. This is episode 20. 120, as a matter of fact. Man, it's still awesome that I'm doing this and I'm still... Still getting my numbers growing and stuff, so, but before I do anything, I just want to say, hey, how's everybody doing? Hope you're having a great week at work, and uh, before I get into some storytelling today, I'm going to send some uh, shout-outs real quick. I was going to do this at the end, <clears throat> but I'm going to go ahead and do it now. I took some time out of my time and uh, wrote down some of the... A lot of the places that we're getting uh, record uh, listeners in. All right, we'll start with the U.S. We got Missouri, Tennessee, Pennsylvania, Georgia, Florida, Illinois, North Carolina, California, New Jersey, Massachusetts, Washington, Texas, Maryland, South Carolina, Ohio, and Virginia. Thank you guys for listening and being loyal listeners, man. It's awesome. Then we got the UK, England. They're the biggest uh, uh, city over there that's downloading me. So uh, thank you guys. We got Germany. Now, if I f these names up, I'm very, very sorry. We got Germany. We got Hesse, Thuringia, Saxony. So once again, that's Germany. And if I freak them names up, I'm very, very sorry. Then we have Denmark, and in Denmark we got Central uh, Cutland, Capital Re- uh, Capital Region, and South Denmark. Thank you guys a bunch. Then we got Canada, Manitoba, British Columbia, Alberta, Sat- Sat- uh, Saskatchewan, Quebec, and Nova Scotia. So thank you guys in Canada, man. Then we have Australia, we got Victoria, Western Australia, Tasma, New South Wales, and South Australia. Thank you guys very much for listening. Then we have Brazil, we're starting to get fans there. want to say thank you guys. Then we got uh, Spain, Sweden, Russia, thank you guys. We got Africa and Seagull, Seagull, Africa. Thank you. We got New Zealand and Australia. So, want to say, I mean, uh, Austria, not uh, Australia, Austria. Just want to say thank you guys for listening, and you keep coming back. So apparently, I'm doing something you like. I like that. I think it's cool. Like I said, my numbers are growing. It's shows growing, getting pretty good notoriety. So I'm I'm happy where I'm at, man. It's awesome. Ah. 
All right. I'm going to get on with the show now. So, if you're ready for some spooky, spooky stuff, why don't you sit back, relax, and get ready for some scary, scary stuff. Our first scary stop is the Montana Territorial Prison in Deer Lodge, Montana. Built in 1871, the Minnesota State Prison served first as the Territorial Prison and then from 1879 as the uh, Montana State Prison until it was closed in 1979. A year after the last inmate moved out of the prison building, it reopened as a museum and a tourist attraction. During more than a century as a working prison, the building was some was some to the worst and uh, bore witness to some of the worst uh, the worst criminals known to man. Murders were not uncommon here. There were riots, fires, and brutal vi- and violence within the prison well into the twentieth century. Not all the inmates were what not all the inmates were violent, however. One of the most uh, fascinating prisoners to be incarcerated here was Paul Edder. He okay. He was sentenced to life imprisonment in nineteen eighteen as in as as is reminded as the only prisoner to acquire his Acquire his, oh, particular cell and life of the prison. During this time in the prison, he became insane, but his madness was humored by the staff and other inmates. They printed fake money for him, which allowed him to buy the, uh, buy the prison and pay the wages of the staff. He, uh, oh, wages of all the staff. Edner lived in the same cell until his death in 1967. After his death, the cell was transformed into the prisoner's, prisoner's barber shop, and many of those who worked there claimed that uh, Ed, Edner never truly left the cell, and he, uh, his presence can still be felt there today. Okay. Other tales of prison life are less uh, humorous. The more recent ki- the the more recent killings, stabbings, and riots were well documented, and the horrors that may have happened during the early days of the prison can only be questioned. At prison life was frequently brutal, and perhaps it has caused the spirits of so many of the prisoners to linger within the walls they once uh, called home. They have been many uh, paranormal encounters throughout the uh, prison buildings. The most frequent, um, the most frequent uh, report uh, occurs is that of a disembobbled uh, footsteps echoing down the uh, distorted uh, corridors, while unexplained voices coming from empty rooms have often been reported by both invest- investigators and museum staff. The area of the area of the prison with the most accounts of unusual activity 
is the solitary confinement area. Well, I could understand that because them guys would get stuck in there for fucking two or three days in the hole, sometimes a week, sometimes a month. So, yeah, they came out pretty messed up because you're in the pitch black all the time. And if that them cells were haunted by other inmates that died there, yeah. Where was we? Well, unexplained. Okay. The area in the prison with the most... Well, I've already said that. This part of... Oh, okay. The area of the prison where the most uh, accounts of unusual activity is the... Uh, Solitary, okay, confinement, I already said that, dingbat. This part of the prison has seen multiple claims of visitors being overcome with an unnerving uh, sensation or even being uh, shoved out of the darkness, uh, the darkened uh, space. Other, other visitors have been, have had unseen people push past them to escape from the hole. Or have heard someone whispering <clears throat> to them, and the voice is so quiet they cannot understand understand it. None of these experience ha experiences have been uh, properly explained, and who may be responsible for them is unclear. Maybe you can come visit the prison and see what you think. That was a pretty good one. All right, our next story. Now, this one's going to be a long one. Yes, it is. You know what? These glasses are giving me a headache. Well, because I don't... I'm using my bifocals, and I only use them when I'm doing my computer work and podcasting and reading. I don't use them all the time. And they kind of fuck with my eyes when I'm podcasting, but that's all right. This next one's pretty uh, long, so y'all just sit back and relax now. This is the Northern State Prison in Saint. Uh, oh, the Northern State. Oh, Mental Hospital in Cedro Wally, Washington. Northern State Mental Hospital. Excuse me. In the early 1900s, <clears throat> Washington two in Washington's two insane asylums were starting to get a bit overcrowded. Uh, in response, the state had the Northern State Mental Hospital built to ease the strain on the system. It quickly became the most crowded hospital in Washington State, with over 2,000 patients by 1950. Although it was a uh, Toted as one of the uh, good mental institutions where some patients were treated with a relatively kindness. Doctors at the asylum were known to perform horror, horrifying experiments. See, and that's a bad thing about times back then. They'd use people for experiments, you know, especially when people got pawned off there they didn't have family. They use them for experiments to try to uh, understand this or that, which, I mean, I, they was doing it for the, for science, but still, that's effed up, you know, just fucking with people's lives like that, especially when they don't have family. Uh, including the uh, lobotomies and electric shock therapy. See, back then, a lobotomy, that's when they get that, they'd get this long silver spike and they'd run it like in the corner of your eye 
and then they would shove it up in your brain and then move it back and forth thinking you're clearing the fucking cobwebs out of your head. Now, come the fuck on. I'm sorry if I'm getting worked up, but that's just common sense. Why would cobwebs be in your... Well, basically, they ended up making the people vegetables when they did it because what they're doing, they didn't really realize it, but they go up in there, and when they're doing that swiping motion, they're knocking some of the nerve endings off up there. So, yeah, you're fucking your head up even more, you dumbasses. A lot of people became vegetables after that. Sorry if I got worked up. Um, the worst part of the asylum, most of the patients weren't actually mentally ill, but who were just down on their luck. So they just got there because they had no place to go. Patients admitted to the asylum were often suffering common mildness like depression, postpartum uh, depression and uh, or syndrome and alcoholism at the re- at the turn of the century washington had two meant what the wow don't know why i did that twice that's weird as hell i'm still figuring out my uh printer sometimes it wants to be stupid stuff and if i'd read my notes before i started i wouldn't have this problem life at the northern uh state mental hospital was relatively pleasant compared to the uh, barbarian mental wards of the 19th century. A sharp contrast from the uh, dungeon-like holes of the ninth, of the 1800s. Northern state uh, prioritized a so-called therapeutic treatment that focused on occupational therapy. Patients who were uh, functional spent the day working at the uh, ver- varying faculties around the hospital they could farm help raise livestock work at one of the lumber mills of the factories or help run the bakery recently activities were also uh, offered like spending time at the gym and playing board games but life at at the northern state <clears throat> at northern state wasn't ponies and roses now most who were admitted to the saints to the asylum were crazy at all were not even crazy at all, but they were just suffering short-term episodes uh, in rebellious teens. Depression young adults and women going through their menopause were often sent to Northern State as a way to uh, straighten them out. Alcoholism and drug addicts were sent uh, were sent with them too. Many of those admitted to do to the Northern State were immigrants a result of the uh, concept of uh, racial cleanness. This was uh, preventable at the... This was uh, okay at the time because that's just how ignorant mankind was back then. Unlike today, the general idea of mental health was uh, poorly understood and so people who simply needed a caring soul to talk to were looped in with people suffering real mental disorders like... uh, schizophrenia, bipolar disorder, and, you know, stuff like that. Security also became an issue as the population of the asylum exploded. A murder occurred in 1922 when a patient was murdered. By 1953, the hospital's population hit a peak of 2,700 people. The uh, superintendent claimed that this was the maximum capacity of the asylum. 
he was uh, pressured to take uh, he was uh, pressured to take on more uh, patients, but he kept saying no. Well, that's a lot of people in a building, guys. I mean, geez. Like many, like many, 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 I can't even talk. Like many mental asylums in the 1900s, grisly uh, experiments were performed on the patients. Some of them which were, which had, may have been part of a top secret, pro, secret program called MK Ultra. Patients were, uh, Subject to treatments like electric shock therapy, uh, insulin shock therapy, and uh, like I said, the thing where I said where there's wiping your brain, the lobotomy. All of which were incredible, controversial, and considered inhumane. Heavy, uh, heavy sedation with powerful drugs were also a common form of treatment. Electric shock therapy is still practiced today. Through the electric shocks are much weaker than they were decades ago. Now called uh, electronless whatever therapy, ECT. It's performed by applying short electric jolts to the brain, which in, which in uh, induce small seizures. People pursue blah, produced as has been used as an attempt to cure depression, autism, delirium, and uh, other diseases in that uh, category, and several other disorders which mixed uh, results. Side effects include heart problems, changes in brain structure, and uh, bodily, <clears throat> sometimes bodily functions weren't that good. And, of course, lobotomies were relatively common back then in the 1930s to the 1950s, where doctors would drill a small hole through the skull into the brain and cure various mental disorders. The uh, procedure almost never worked and usually resulted in horrifying effect, side effects. Those who were lobotomized often ended up with a brain with brain damage and was left seriously disabled. Many would lose basic motor uh, control skills and patients soiling themselves after their procedure was not uh, uncommon. Many died shortly after their procedure. Those who remained functional were uh, returned emotionally blank. They usually were left uh Expressionless and ended up with a, a permanent uh, thousand mile stare. Among those patients, suicides were a big common thing too. The graveyard. Thousands of patients have died at the state hospital where the uh, bodies claimed by the families and so their uh, uh, remains was left to the uh, deck for the in their remains was left in the hands of the state. Those who were known to be uh, present present were cremated in a uh, on-site on-site furnace. The remains of hundreds of cremated pa uh, patients were found stored in tin cans bearing the numbers. Rumors say the remains were back were packaged in hospitals containing faculty by other patients. 
The remains were sent to the Mount Vernon Cemetery and given a proper barrier, burial. Most patients were buried in the asylum. Fifteen acre, It's a 15-acre <clears throat> plot acquired to the hospital's records. It's got, according to the hospital records, it's got a, 1,487 bodies were buried on the uh, cemetery. While the graves were once marked, uh, swampy soil has caused the uh, majority of the headstones to sink. So, kind of losing that, that they're acting like. All right, we got one uh, almost done. Controversy began to surround the uh, state hospital and the asylum moment and uh, movement in general. People uh, petitioned for greater right for better rights for the uh, mentally ill, and the word about the brutal experimental procedures began making their way around. The Washington State uh, legislator cut off funding to the asylum, and the North State officially closed the doors in 1976. Huh. The year I was born. Some of the buildings were torn down over the uh, next few uh, decades, including the farmhouse. Today, North State remains mostly abandoned and off-limits to the uh, trespassers. Some of the faculties still used by the local uh, job corps as uh, drug rehab centers. Now we have, to finish this story up, the ghost sightings. sightings. The abandoned halls of the North State Mental Hospital were crawling with all uh, manners of creepy uh, characters. With so much death, suffering, and high strangeness going back over a century, it's difficult to imagine that the faculty would not be home to some paranormal activity. Most were admitted weren't crazy or mentally at all and were wrongfully sent to the, to the asylum to live out the rest of their lives. They were likely experimented on and died in the hospital and either buried or cremated right on site. It's hard to believe that these, were, uh, these would be happy spirits. Those who visit the uh, vacant buildings of the insane asylum have reported some strange phenomenon. Code spots, the feeling of being watched, and a disbodied voices are all common occurrences. Some seen strange shadows darting around the graveyard. The most uh, encountered spirit is of a young girl with a red ball and a man chasing after her. They have been seen running through the maze-like halls of the old hospital. Through some have been seen the girl standing in the graveyard as well, too. Creepy. I got a little bit more on this one. And then we'll go to the next story. I told you that one was a pretty good one. But I still got a little bit more to talk about. All right, let's go right here. Okay, the Northern State Hospital is an abandoned mental hospital responsible for thousands of deaths. 
All right, we already know the year. We know that. The hospital is said to be haunted because thousands of people, of course, died over the years there. If a family member, okay, they could not claim that. We've already heard all that. Let's get to some sightings. Okay, a local ghost hunting group that toured the faculty, uh, place in 2006 reported a ghostly white nurse walking around the grounds. The TV show Ghost Hunters did an episode here too, and they, they were claimed to hear EVPs on their recorders in addition to this shock, uh, shocking evidence. <clears throat> Several individuals over the years have claimed to see <clears throat> a little girl with a red ball while a man follows behind her. Unfortunately, the hospital buildings are closed to the public, but if you want to do some ghost hunting, you are welcome to walk around the hospital's grounds and the cemetery. The hospital is part of the Northern State Recreational Area, and guests are welcome to hike around the grounds. This place may have our uh, have our cure, cure for crazy. All right, that is all about that place. Sorry if I'm doing a lot of banging. I didn't have my notes all set up and ready before I did this show tonight. Okay. Let's see. What do we got next? Uh, okay. We got the Brandon. Huh, the Brandon Community College. Let's see. Yep. The, uh, <clears throat> the Victorian era was a time marked by death. The invitation of a new and more dangerous machinery meant more people were dying before their natural time. In the fall, Davenport is a house in... Wait a minute. Oh, it's the same place. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's cool, man. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, I had it wrong. Well, I'm not doing this community college. I'm doing... Dellen Vert. The Dellen Vert House. Okay. In the fall of Devonport is a house in in mourning. It displays the uh, more the morning morning tra uh, traditions that were followed in the Victoria era. When the home was built, mirrors were covered in the in black cloth. Portraits on the walls show people in black uh morning uh morning cloth clothing a coffin is laid out in the uh parlor and the clocks are stopped it was believed that you did not that if you did not stop the clocks stop the uh, clocks when somebody died their spirit would stay to haunt you and haunt the house whether there <clears throat> is a spirit that stayed behind the house or what but they act like it's definitely haunted Here's some more stories about it. The Victorian era. Okay, I already got that. Well, it's the same one. I'm sorry. Well, that was the Delavert House. I hope you liked that little shorty. Because that's what it was. I didn't realize that was such a short one. See, and that's what I mean. 
I don't get it. Sometimes I can find stories on some of that stuff, and it's like just packed with juicy stuff. And then sometimes it's like, eh, okay. Saskatchewan. Well, I'm missing some stuff, but that's okay. Oh, there's the theater. Never mind. Okay. Ready for the next one. We're going to go over this Saskatchewan Hotel in Three Forks, Montana. The Saskatchewan, oh, Saskatchewan Hotel in Three Forks, Montana was built in 1910 by John Q. Adams. It seems Mr. Adams still runs the hotel as a guest including himself have uh, sentenced him has sensed him luring in the guest room in the hallways mr adams uh, mr mr adams ghostly presence is what is uh, referred to as an active and intelligent haunting meaning his spirit knows and can sense the uh, interact interact with the pres- with the present people he recently did this with me, and I, as I saw him walking ahead of me on the stairway, and was awoken by him in the guest room. That's crazy. And icy presence is also felt along the ghostly apparition of the uh, maid. Many have seen vanish, seen a, seen her vanish in the third floor wall, where the where there is a wall now, there used to be a, oh, it used to be a linen closet. Excuse me. The apparition is, the apparition of the maid is seen to come out of the wall or closet again and again, over and over. The maid is what is referred to as a residual haunting. The maid is uh, not aware of her present time under the right, conditions and residence residual ghosts appear over and over again whether they are human or oh wait whether there are humans there to witness their presence or not the three forks police have actually been called to the saskatchewan hotel to investigate a complaint about one of the uh Bust the uh, one of the uh, boisterous ghosts in the uh, ghost in the hotel. So if you're ever there, guys, make sure you stop by and go see that place. Got got two more. Okay, here's this one. This one is the Everett Theater in Everett, Washington. Located in the historic mill town of Everett, just 25 miles north of uh, Seattle, lies the historic Everett Theater. Opening in 1901, then known as the Everett Opera House, it played host to many of the biggest names in the early 20th century uh, entertainment, such as the Marx Brothers, the or Marx Brothers and Fatty Arbuckle. And Georgia, uh, Georgia or George Kahn. It took it was seven. It was made in 1901, of course, and it was only uh, cost. It only cost seventy thousand to make. 
And that's it for that. They, that's another one I really couldn't find a whole lot on. So some of these are short, like this one coming up in my last one. It is the St. Norb Monastery in Winnipeg, Canada. The former 19th century trape trapezist monastery is known as an arts and cultural center. Venadale set the uh, vacant ca uh, chapel and monastery on fire, reducing the historical building to its shell in 1983. Visitors have dropped to the media about feeling it being... you. People have told the news, the local news station there that when you're there visiting, you get a feeling that something's watching you. Apparitions and figures will appear from out of nowhere on the grounds and walk around. You'll hear disembodied voices and uh, echoing in through the building when it's just you there. So if you're ever around, go check out it up in Canada. All my Canada friends, go check out St. Norbid Monastery. Give me some more juice on it, because I didn't get a whole lot, man. That's what I mean. Some of these, I can just get some pretty good stuff. And then sometimes it's like, wah, wah. So, yeah. So, but that was all for today, guys. I'm sorry that one was so short. I didn't think it was going to be. But them last two were not very big and very good. But I hope you enjoyed the uh, northern, north, uh, north state mental hospital. And hope you enjoyed the prison one I talked about. Them seemed like they were pretty scary. But I'm going to go, guys. I've kept y'all here long enough. But this has been Stephen LeBooth with Ghost Stories Told from the South. I will see you later. And remember... Don't get too scared tonight when you go to bed. <laughs> Bye.